The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer, and my colleague Kathleen Walsh is out this week, but you are going to hear from both of us as we dive deep into some areas of great research and education on topics of AI. And for those of you that are listening to AI today for the first time, you should know that we've been going strong here now. It's our seventh season, almost 400 episodes. And really, the whole idea of what we do here is try to make sense of all the great things that are happening, all the fast things, the changing things that are happening in the field of AI. We've had many series where we've talked about use cases of AI, the failures of AI, various different aspects of trust the AI, our generative AI series, and of course, so much around various different aspects of education and making AI work and, and various different applications of AI in many different ways. And on today's episode, we're going to be focusing on an excerpt from our CPMAI training. As you know, we've been doing a lot of education on not only what is AI, but how to do AI right. And the CPMAI methodology, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology, has been going strong now for more than half a decade, where so many people have been learning the methods and the approaches for running AI projects to maximize for their chances for success. And so CPMI is both a methodology, it's an approach to running AI projects, as well as its training and education that gives you the foundations on what is AI, how is it used, what is it used for, what are the various methods, and of course, all the steps to running an AI project from the business understanding to the data understanding, data preparation, building our models, evaluating them, and then getting them out into the real world where they can actually do what we want them to. And of course, all of this in a highly iterative cycle. Now, if you're not familiar with CPMAI, you should check out. We have a free intro course. If you go to aitoday.live slash intro, then you will be able to sign up for the intro course. Or if you just want more information about CPMAI, you go to Cognolytica, C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com slash CPMAI, and you can learn more about that there. But in today's episode here of AI Today, we're going to provide an excerpt from our training where we talk about the different time to return an investment for the different applications of AI, because they don't all have the same time to ROI. Many of you have been playing with, for example, generative AI systems, and you can build something very quick that does something very handy that actually returns its investment. It may be a small one. You've only paid, let's say, $20 a month or something like that for ChatGPT, and you're saving hundreds of hours of time, or you're repeating a test. So that's a very quick ROI. You may have an ROI within a matter of minutes or hours or, or even days. But there are larger projects as well, projects that have to do with predictive analytics or pattern and anomaly detection or autonomous systems. And these things may take longer to build the system, may cost more, and therefore have a different time to ROI. So we're going to spend some time on this episode going over that, those various different times to ROI and maybe why that happens and ways that we can deal with that within our AI projects. So while every AI project is different and different ROIs are determined for different business problems, generally many AI projects tend to be fall into different char characteristics in terms of how long it takes for those AI projects to generally return an ROI, depending on what that ROI is. So some guidance here, this may not may or may not always be the case, but just some general guidance from the many AI projects that we've seen 
is that there are some kinds of projects take generally a short time to realize ROI, and some projects take generally a longer time to real, realize ROI. One of the kinds of RO, uh, AI projects that take a shorter time to ROI is this idea of augmented intelligence, which is when we have an AI system, machine learning system that's assisting somebody in a task that they're already doing, providing some additional benefit, being their wizard on their shoulder, adding some additional capabilities. And you may have also heard this term called assisted intelligence that's come up from some firms. It really isn't a great delineation between what augmented means and assisted, but generally if we lump them into the category of those AI technologies that are meant to do things to help a human do their task better and provide some additional value versus those AI systems that are meant to be done autonomously, that is, do things without the involvement in humans, you'll find that the ones that are augmented and assisted are faster to implement and faster to realize value. And the automation, the autonomous systems are harder, take longer for many reasons, right? One, because we can still have the human in the loop and the human can basically uh, you know, cover some of the gaps that a machine can do. But also the machine has less of a cognitive load. It's only helping. It doesn't have to do everything that the, that the human has to do. And of course, we can use these augmented systems. We can gain get to autonomous systems where machines are doing everything. So it's not that one precludes the other, but we could start with simpler. We could start a project sooner. We can get to an ROI faster by starting with an, with an augmented assisted project. And then later, as we iterate our project, increase the level of autonomy until we get to perhaps the ultimate level five version of autonomy for our system. So we can think of this multi-generation project plan that includes aspects of an augmented system, an assisted system, an autonomous system, and we could think about getting to ROI faster with that. And so one of the things we could think about when we think about these projects, about when we should use uh, assisted augmented versus autonomous is what is the impact that the system will have on people, especially if things go wrong, right? If there's a high amount of impact, like a loan decision system, uh, and the systems will go wrong, then maybe we should start with something augmented because a human is in the loop and we'll end up making that decision versus an autonomous system. What are the, What is the threshold that we have for acceptability for errors and problems in the system? If we don't have a high tolerance for errors and problems, we should probably start with an augmented solution because a human is in the loop. If we go autonomous, we may have issues. The second thing is, do we will we have problems in how we deploy the 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 system, how we operationalize it, how we use this in production? If there is, if there's some challenge with even getting this thing out, then maybe augmented insisted is better because maybe you don't have to worry about some of those solutions. If I have issues of like, oh, I got to deploy this on a, a million uh, cell phones, but in, but or mobile phones, whatever, there may be some better version where you know, a shorter time to ROI where I don't have to worry about deploying on so many systems, I can focus on maybe a few people and help them and gain some of the benefit. Also, maybe the technology is not mature enough to do things in a fully autonomous way, and it may be more mature to do things with an augmented assisted system. And secondly, of course, I have issues with quality and availability of data. And if I need humans to fill in the gap, uh, versus having a system that has no humans, it may be easier and faster again for me to use an augmented assisted system than a fully autonomous system. And then finally, of course, we need to consider the issue of labor cost versus the need, uh, the return that we're getting. So it may have higher labor costs with an augmented assisted system if there's humans in the loop, but the other costs and the 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 need for return, the variability may or the risk may be higher with an autonomous system. We have many different examples of augmented intelligence solutions for, that provide short 
term to ROI, you know, chatbots, conversational systems, unstructured data handling systems, various systems that uh, you know improve existing processes or existing problems. You know, auto- automation, which is level zero, not intelligent, maybe level one of of automation, where I use some NLP to help with the automation task, moving up one level, as we say, in the intelligent process automation stack, eventually getting to an autonomous process, but maybe that first or second level is acceptable. Issues perhaps maybe I gain some benefit from IT service management, helping people self-service some of their problems, right? These are all augmented intelligence solutions where I keep the human in the loop and the system is just providing some help, some guidance, you know, a chatbot that can guide you through your password reset or something like that. You know, at the end of the day, you're doing the password reset. It's not doing it for you. So, you know, there's still a human in the loop, but these are just general examples and you should figure out for your specific application and mission, your project, your organization, what that real world augmented intelligence approach that can provide some near term term results and near-term return, and also lowering your risk and the time to ROI. So we talked about how conversational systems also have a fairly short time to ROI. You can think of them as a form of augmented assistant. You know, there's some aspects of them that can be autonomous, but chatbots and voice assistants really do provide very short-term to ROI, especially if they're solving an immediate problem, self-service, help, all sorts of things like that. They can replace documents and online help, which may cause people have trouble finding them or reading them or understanding them with more immediate answers to their questions. So improving satisfaction, decreasing cost, all that sorts of stuff. We can use agents to provide 24-7 support, maybe, in which case we weren't able to before. We can use chatbots to facilitate things like sales and marketing, so it could increase revenue, which would be nice in the short term. Voice assistants could also provide instant access to information, so we can Maybe that's a competitive factor. Maybe that's a factor in reducing cost, improving customer experience. If we have call centers, we can use this to reduce some of that load. Even if they don't reduce all of the load, they can reduce some of it and do it in the short term. We can use it to improve in customer engagement with our projects, with our products, with our services. We can use them to maybe even cross-sell or upsell without the human in the loop. Uh, in improved satisfaction. So there's a lot of real short-term to ROI for conversational systems, especially if we're using them in this augmented assisted way. We don't have to use them in a fully autonomous way. And the tooling is broadly available. There's a lot of tools for building conversational systems. And they're very inexpensive too. Uh, the, the natural language pattern of, a, of AI, the conversational pattern is pretty mature. It has decades of work, uh, fairly low risk. It's not low, zero risk. As you know, with generative AI, you have issues. So we have to be aware of that, but we don't have to use generative AI. We can just use conversations based on data we already have. It doesn't have to make stuff up, right? So it's a low risk, high return pattern for short-term ROI for AI. Now, as we move to some of the other types of projects, we start increasing the time it takes to realize an ROI and some of the risk. Turns out predictive analytics systems, the ones that basically maybe can help provide some guidance as to where trends might be happening, cybersecurity, financial, uh, maybe help predicting some patterns for housing, whatever it is, they can provide significant ROI if you have it well-defined. Like, what is it going to do? Reduce the cost, reduce usually reduce the risk, increase uh, competitiveness. However, it takes time. 
to validate the results of predictive analytics systems. So therefore, it will take a longer time to realize the ROI. And as a result, predictive analytics systems can provide significant financial benefit to organizations through cost savings, revenue enhancement, discovery of new business opportunities. And we can use decision systems, AI systems that do decisions to reduce risk. Uh, and you know we can even use them to keep an eye on the competitors and markets, but it generally will take longer to realize those benefits. And while it may take longer to show results for predictive analytics and decision support systems, they can generate significant and high ROI. So they still may be validated. There just needs to be an understanding of that. And so therefore, we need to properly stage these projects, maybe scope them out to smaller projects evaluate them very often to make sure they're, that they truly are providing returns given how long it might take. And we need to find a way to scale them so that we can enable this AI-enabled predictive analytics or decision support systems so they can deliver great the ROI that we want them to, right? Now, the things that usually take the longest time to realize any sort of ROI are going to be autonomous activities. They will take the longest time to ROI whether they're physical, you know, autonomous systems like bots and cars and things like that, which have high expenses and high risks and a lot of training and a lot of effort to take the time to recoup that investment will take a very long time. But this does apply even to autonomous software systems, even autonomous software systems, software bots doing processes running on their own. They're no exception because we have to handle all the all the, we, we may not be able to fully extricate the human from the loop in the beginning. It may take a long time. We have to test it. There are errors. We have exceptions. Make sure exception handling. And so we really need to think about uh, the, the fact that it's going to take a long time. We don't really truly have fully autonomous vehicles in broad use. They're, they're in, in sort of limited use. And we don't have fully autonomous business processes and software bots either. So they're, they're starting to make an appearance, but the ROI still has not been justified for sure with autonomous vehicles. And we haven't had enough experience with autonomous business processes there to talk about ROI at all. And even autonomous retail, where Amazon's invested a significant amount of effort and money and others into customer self-service, walking into a store and picking things off the shelf, it's still an experiment. It has negative ROI. And so there's no proven ROI for these things. So autonomy really requires intelligent systems to perform at really good levels, at really almost near perfect levels. So we can only, we should not start a project with an autonomous project, high risk, long time to return if we realize it at all, especially if we don't have a long-term buy-in or budget, if we're not a research organization. So this is just one way using these different kinds of projects to gauge how long ROI projects will, will be for AI. Of course, your use case may be different, but this is generally what we've seen. I hope that you enjoyed that excerpt from our training on different time to ROI for different types of AI projects. It's important to understand that depending on the type of project that you're doing, some will have shorter term to ROI, medium term, and longer term. And it doesn't mean that any one is better than the other, but just be mindful of the length of time that it's going to take so that you can sufficiently prepare for your different AI projects. If you're interested in digging deeper into this topic, as well as an array of additional topics that we have, I encourage you to go to cognolitica.com slash cpmai to check out our cpmai training and methodology. 
It's a very robust training and methodology that we have a large community globally of CPMAI certified folks. And I know that many of our podcast listeners are also CPMAI certified. So if you're interested in checking it out, please absolutely do so. I'll link to it in the show notes at cognolitica.com slash CPMAI. We also have a free intro to CPMAI course if you're interested in taking that. I know many of our listeners have as well, and some of them take our free intro course before they sign up for CPMAI certification. So if you're interested in that course, you can go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI, and I'll link to it in the show notes as well. If you haven't subscribed to AI Today already, please make sure to do so because we have a lot of great podcast uh, queued up and we have some really interesting topics that we're going to be diving into. We have some additional interviews as well. So definitely stay subscribed and or subscribe if you haven't done so already. And we love to hear from our listeners. So many of you have reached out and I appreciate that. You can send me a message on LinkedIn or you can email us at info at cognolitica.com. Tell us what you like, topics you'd like us to dig into, maybe some questions that you have, because that does help us uh, figure out additional topics for the podcast. And if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us. We love five-star ratings. You can give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. I'll make sure to link to what we discussed in the show notes today, and I'll also link to CPMAI and also our free intro to CPMAI course. And with that, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. <laughs>